Chapter 14, March 2nd, 2012. I continued at South Oaks right up until my sentencing date of Friday, March 2nd. I had changed my group session from Tuesday evenings to Thursday mornings. After the group session on the morning of February 28th, I went into Edna's office and reminded her about my sentencing. She was aware of it and told me she had already prepared a letter that was being sent to the DA's office in court and my attorney. We talked for a few minutes, and I asked her if it was necessary for me to come in Thursday for a private session. She told me it was not and wished me luck at the sentencing. What kind of luck, I thought to myself. I asked her if I could get a copy of the letter, and it basically said I had been evaluated for alcoholic abuse and that my all my subsequent drug and alcohol tests were negative. March 2nd arrived. Again, I'm not nervous. I pretty much knew what to accept. A jail walkthrough, a fine, 50 hours of community service, three years of probation, and the interlock device in my car for the duration of my probation. Lee prepared me. I did my da da morning daily, showered, etc., dressed in a sport coat and slacks with a pullover shirt, no tie. I had coffee at the D&D, drove to the courthouse, parked in the Chinese lot, walked through security, elevator up to the courtroom, and waited for Lee. When he arrived, we waited inside and waited to be called. Michael Palermo, the court clerk, called out. As Lee and I walked through the swinging gate, two cops, one male and one female, began to approach me and stood behind me. Judge Goodsell began reading the DWI charge I had pled guilty to. He looked at me kind of like, I'm just doing my job. He asked me if I any, had anything to drink or had done any drugs in the last 48 hours, if anyone influenced my decision, if anyone had promised me anything, etc., he then read my sentence, and as he did, the female cop grabbed my right hand, then my left hand, pulled him back behind my back, and for the second time in my life, I was handcuffed. After the judge was finished, the cops led me past the judge's bench, through a door, and down a staircase to the basement there where there was a series of holding cells. Before we approached the holding cells, we stopped and the male officer told me he had to search me. He asked me if I was okay, and I said I, I screwed up. He didn't say anything. Then the female officer told me to follow her. He was behind me, and I followed her in front of me as they walked me to a cell. We stopped, and I apprehensively looked inside. Then she told me to follow her again. They walked me to a door, removed the handcuffs, opened the door, and told me to report that the officer who was by the door that led to the outside of the building. You're free. Good luck, she said to me, and the male officer gave me a smile. I smiled back and thanked them both. That was it. I walked over to the officer by the door, signed some papers. She gave me a piece of paper, and I left, and I now had to go upstairs, pay a fine, and get my probation papers. I began looking around for Lee, but couldn't find him. So I went to the clerk's office, paid the fine, got the papers. As I walked out of the office, Lee called out to me. You all right? I asked him where he'd been, and he told me he was in the basement looking for me. Said that that was the quickest jail walkthrough in history. He laughed. We went over the probation papers to make sure I understood them. I was to immediately report to the probation center in Mineola. I left the courthouse, walked to the parking lot, paid the Chinese guy, and made my way to Mineola. When I arrived, 
As I walked through security, I made eye contact with one of the guards I'd seen the first time I was there. After I went to the desk and checked in, I walked back over to him and he started bullshitting with me. He asked me why I was there, and when I told him, he said in a very cynical way, it figures. It's all about the money. A guy like you, the cops should take it easy on. They should have let you go, those sons of bitches. In the old days, they would have drove you home. Nassau cop, he asked. When I told him it was a trooper, he replied, Oh, those cocksuckers? They're real bastards. Just then, the woman called my name. That's me. Good luck, kid. As I walked back to the office, he start, had me thinking, Yeah, those bastards, they should have let me go. The girl led me into a room, and there was my probation officer. Officer Tobias, he says, and he shakes my hands. Sit down, son. Now he, as well as the guard I spoke to, are probably my age, yet they're calling me son and kid. Officer Tobias explained to me that since I live in Suffolk County, they're going to eventually move my case. Tells me it will probably take a couple of months. In the meantime, I could get started with him. He tells me I'm clean as a whistle, nothing prior, and he's going to be as easy on me as he can be. He gives me some paperwork and tells me all I have to do is fill out this one sheet and fax it back to him once a month. He's a human being, a very nice guy, and certainly not looking to break my balls. He also explains that I have a 20-day stay, 20 days with my temporary license they give me at the courthouse to get the interlock installed in my car. After the 20th day, I can't drive any car that doesn't have an interlock. He gives me a list of three interlock companies certified by the state. After I get it installed, I have to come back in with the installation certificate, and he'll give me a letter to take to the DMV to get my interlock-restricted license. He also gives me the telephone number and the addresses where I have to set up my community service. I have 48 hours to call them and make an appointment.